Yes, welcome back to the Toolkit Depot studio. As I mentioned, very wet and wintry outside in Perth today, but uh, it's okay. We'll all get through. If you want to have your say on anything on the show, you can on the Temperate Bedshed text line 0487 736 736. And one of the most topical points in any AFL season, of course, is the talent coming through. And to talk about that in Western Australia is our state 18s coach, Ben Dyer. He joins us on the show. Ben, welcome. Thanks, Duff. How are you going? I'm very well, thanks, mate. Of course, you kick off your national 18s title campaign this weekend in Adelaide, I believe, at Theberton. Theberton Oval, uh, and you'll be playing against the Allies. Tell us about the build-up. Yeah, it's been pretty good, mate. We've had uh, the boys together now for probably about a month uh, since we picked the squad. And the last couple of weekends, we've been able to play together. We've had a couple of games against sort of a mixture of reserves and senior opposition from our Waffle Clubs. Um, so those uh, those practice matches are... Invaluable, really, in getting the boys to, to try and gel, all being in a pretty short period of time before the before the champs come around. So, you know, they come in, you get to know them, you get to work out the different personalities, and you learn a lot every training session that you have. But, um, yeah, the boys have been terrific so far. Did you get those through those practice matches unscathed? Because obviously fit and available, as they say, the best ability is availability. So how are you fitness-wise? Uh, we're really good at the moment, touch wood. Um, which isn't always the case. Yeah, we were interrupted last year with injury and COVID and everything else. And apart from a couple of boys with a bit of flu, um, yeah, we're, we're going pretty well at the moment. So hopefully that continues. So what sort of squad is this? How would you describe it? Um, <clears throat> it's probably a squad that, uh, compared to maybe previous years, might lack for a little bit right at the top end, the pointy end. Yeah, I feel like... Potentially, there might have been more uh, talented West Australian squads in terms of real elite talent. Uh, but what we do have is a squad that's got a lot of depth, you know, and if you go down to the to what you'd consider the bottom end of our squad or players that we sort of pick towards the end, I think those players are, are solid footballers um, and they've all got attributes. They're going to be terrific to see exposed on the national stage. Um, and what we do have is a group that's really resilient um, and got terrific character, and that's going to take them all away, I think. Well, that's interesting because it, like my mail is that the potential is for four West Australians to be in the first round, which I would have thought is a good outcome at the national draft coming up. Um, and you would have heard the names bandied around just as I have, Daniel Curtin, Riley Hardiman, Colton Folstrop and Mitch Edwards, um, and, and potentially even Clay Hall either right at the tail end of the first round or the start of the, the second round. That would, that would normally be a pretty good outcome for WA, wouldn't it, in a draft? Yeah, I'm a little keener to see these guys on the national stage, and I'm keen to see how they how they stack up against the best players in the country. I, I sort of feel like at times we can make some judgment on players early before we've got a good body of work. So those those players that we've described there are part of the National Academy um, and they've had terrific you know, bottom age years. Um, I just think it's really important that we temper our expectations um, early on until we see what they can do. But those ta- those players are really talented and they're going to be very important for us, no doubt. So Daniel Curtin's been sort of thrown around a bit this year. He's been played a bit forward to see how he goes down there. And also, obviously, he has made his name so far as a key defender. Where will you use him this weekend? 
Yeah, we're, we're going to play him in defence primarily. Like, I still think he's got scope to go through the middle of the ground. He's done some good things as an inside mid, um, both at Claremont and a little bit with us in the two practice games. Uh, but the Allies have got a you know, really um, a really strong key position forward by the name of Jed Walter, who started the championships you know, really strongly on the weekend. Uh, and as I alluded to before, this is a great chance for, for Daniel to, to prove what he's got. So he'll, he'll take on Jed Walter. Uh, he'll play on him. He'll go head-to-head with him. And these are the sort of games where, you know, recruiters and, and the general public will be able to judge players, I feel, against um, opponents of this sort of calibre. So he's going to be really important for us. Um, and I think he'll do a terrific job on Walter this weekend. Colton Tholstrop is an interesting one, isn't he? He's about 188 centimetres. He can play a bit midfield. He can play a bit in attack. How will you use him? Yeah, probably a little bit of both. Like, I think he'll play forward for the majority of the time, higher forward, um, get up the ground and get involved. Um, and then with the scope to go in the midfield, he's a terrific competitor. And what he does bring is some uh, aggression around the contest. Um, and we're just really encouraging Colton at the moment to just play on instinct. You know, he's played a lot of senior footy early part of the year. And sometimes, whilst that, that can be terrific for young players, um, sometimes compared to Colts footy, it means that they don't have the ball in their hand as often as they do um, in a Colts game. So it'd be great for Colton to, to just run around, as I said, play on instinct, get as much of the ball as he can, because I think when he plays that way, that we see the best of, um, of Colton. It's an interesting point you make about um, Colts footy versus senior footy. It's almost like the pattern in Western Australia is one where they start off the season playing some league footy and then they go into your program. Would you prefer them not to play senior footy until they come back from the national championships and come out of your program and maybe have an apples for apples comparison, if you like, where they're playing against kids their own age? Now, I think if they're playing senior footy or at least doing a um, over summer, they've earned that. So you're talking about the the better calibre of, of play here in WA. Um, and I feel like a senior pre-season or senior experience early in the year, it can be so good for them. Like they learn how to, they learn how to train better. They see how senior players um, at the club uh, are so invested in everything they do how they take responsibility for, for a lot of training as opposed to coaches. So they do come plus with so many learnings that are really, really um, beneficial for the group that they come into. Um, yeah, as I said before, I just worry sometimes that, um, yeah, senior footy is very, very structured. Uh, and I feel like for some players it means that they're out of the action a little bit more than they perhaps would be if they were playing with their, with their Colts team. So... There's positives and there's areas that probably you'd like to see a little bit better, but um, I think by and large the experience is a good one and you wouldn't take it away from them. Yeah, it's an interesting one with Riley Hardiman, isn't it? I think he played a couple of games in the seniors early at Swans. He would have had about nine or ten touches in each of those games. He goes back into the Colts and and, uh, gets it in his hands about 30 times and he is a bloke, from what I've seen of him, you want the ball in his hands a lot because he's a great carrier and a great user. How's he been going generally? Yeah, he's been going really well. His first couple of games, uh, he was the argument player on the weekend. His ability now to defend one-on-one 
I think he's much improved compared to where it was probably a couple of years ago. And you can see a lot of talented sort of rebounding halfbacks come through that have no no issue getting the ball in their hands and, and can run and carry as he does. Um, but it's probably for him that exposure to senior footy where you do have to defend first, where you've got to really, really make that defensive side of your game a priority. Um, and then the other things that you can do, the attractive things are almost the, the cream on the cake as far as that goes. And, that, and that's how I've seen his progression. And he's now in a great place where he can attack these champs knowing that he can he can defend really hard uh, and he can be one of our, our best rebounding defenders as well. Tell us about Mitch Edwards. He's a ruckman. He's 207 centimetres tall. He seems to find the footy a fair bit. Um, he's got a bit of uh, meat to put on the bones by the look of him, the pictures I've seen of him. But what stage of his development is he at? Well, he's continually learning his, his ruck craft, and that's something that in the last couple of seasons has improved. You know, now he's done a, a bit of work down um, at Pier with Daniel Bandy, so that's a great great mentor to learn from in terms of that craft. Um, and so that's that's been a real work in progress, but that's the point now where you know he can do some things at a centre bounce uh, and a stoppage that he hasn't been able to do in the past. And you're right, he's, he's athletic, he's able to get around the ground. So the next stage of his development is going to be getting into some really strong positions around the ground and certainly working back where he can impact in the air, maybe a little bit more than he does at the moment. He's still able to make some or take some marks around the ground, but I feel that part of his game is, is probably the next evolution for him. Because as we know, Ruxford can get it done at the stoppage, but... You know, can go forward and impact and, and have an influence around the ground uh, of what clubs are after these days. So that's um, that's probably the next thing for Mitch. Is he like a Tim English type, you think, Ben? Is that the type of ruckman he would grow into, you feel? Well, he'll, he'll put size on. As you mentioned before, he's, he's about half the size of what Tim English would be, but Tim English was probably that sort of uh, shape when he was running around for, for Christchurch and, and South as a kid. Uh, so that's that's the sort of ruckman he should model his game on. You know, English these days can get back on the last line of defence and, and intercept mark and and is a real strong presence around the ground. Um, so if Mitch was looking to, to base his game on a particular modern-day ruck, uh, he'd be a pretty good place to start. Clay Hall's one. We've, we've spoken about the other four a lot in the interviews I've done about the 18s team, but um, Clay Hall is one not spoken about as much. He's the son of Derek. Tell us a bit about him. It's a real dynamic, uh, powerful inside mid. Uh, we had him in the program last year, and, and we brought him in for one game out of the four. Uh, we sort of played him in an outside role and you know, as a younger player coming through he's played back he's played forward a little bit he's played on a wing uh, and he's played in the middle as well um, but he's made the last seven or eight months uh, he's made the midfield a real real target uh, and he's gone to work in terms of trying to develop his body work uh, he's just done his understanding of midfield patterns and, and everything that goes with it um, and, and Clay's the sort of player that'll leave no stone unturned in in understanding everything that's required in that part of the, the game. Um, and his form's been really strong so far. He's a bit of a point of difference for us in there. And you know, I really hope Clay gets there because he wants it as much as any other player that we have. Uh, and he set, him up, he set himself up really nicely, I think, for a tilt at these championships. 
Now, a lot, there's a lot of talk about where West Coast are at on the ladder and what they should do if they get the number one pick. And obviously, Harley Reid is being spoken about as a unanimous choice um, as the number one pick. But last year, West Coast were able to split their pick, um, which I think was the number two pick at that stage, and pick up Jinby and Elijah Hewitt, both local boys, and, and uh, they both look like they're going to be very good players. Do you think you have the right mix if West Coast were able to do that and go local again, the right mix for them to be able to split that one pick into two and get very good two very good West Australian players out of it? Well, there's no doubt that by the end of the championships, we're going to have players from our group that have, have put their hand up and, and proved that they can compete with the best players in the country. And Ruben's a great example because... Yeah, coming into last year's championships, his his form had been strong up until this point. But yeah, you know, further to the point I made earlier, he was he was unknown in terms of how he was going to go against those better players. So I, I just think sometimes we can go the early crow on players, and um, and some can can bob up and and be better on the national stage than we thought they'd be. So we've got so many players in our squad that fit that sort of category, um, and yes publicity in the past, but I just feel that you know we're going to be in a really good position to be able to say, yep, if you want to go local, here's two or three guys that are proven, stack up really well against the best players in the country. We've compared them against them, uh, and you'd be confident in picking them. Ben, we wish you all the best. Thanks so much for sharing your time and your thoughts with us this morning, and hopefully there's a really strong performance uh, ahead of you for the WA18s. Terrific. No worries. Thanks, Mark. Ben Dyer, he's the coach of the State 18s. Of course, they will play their first game in the national titles against the Allies at Theberton Oval in uh, Adelaide this weekend. We'll take a break and we'll be back after the break with uh, Paul Hazelby to talk about Fremantle and we'll probably focus a little bit on the re-signings of Nathan Fife and Michael Walters in recent days. What do you think of those re-signings? You can have your say on the Temper at Bedshed text line on 0487 736 736. Back after the break.